Previously on Quest Friends. I am the mechanically automated research and study life form. My purpose is just to unite all of us under one consciousness that can truly understand the universe. To overwrite consciousness with a single consciousness over a network goes against the ancient laws. But I must sentence you in the name of the wheel. Consoles across the room start fizzing and like sparking and eventually die dead. And in the center with these black spiders just crawling all over this stands a figure with like just sharp, like this large imposing armor and kind of like a Viking, uh, the fake Viking helmet. So with like the, you know, the horns. Eventually, all you can really see is what looks like a cloud of these tiles, a torrent of them as they spin around and start flying higher and higher into the sky. And Obsidian Bay is gone. The first time you entered Rhubarb, you could hear it from a distance. I mean, it's it's a loud town, full of loud people. But as you approach it, you don't hear anything. As you come in, the only sound you hear is like this chirp, as a broken hound is just kind of chirping at a blood barm before noticing you and running really excitedly towards you. Well, not excitedly, but like running all up to you. And if you let it, it'll run up to actually Hop and just kind of sadly stick its head underneath Hop's hand in need of some sort of affection. Uh, Hopper is taken aback for a second, but lets this happen. And then, not knowing how else to proceed, pets the dog. The dog's tail wags a little bit, and it actually follows you as you go into town. Right. And for the first time, you see people. And all of them have these, like, horrified, anguished looks on their faces as they just stand there frozen in place. Are they unnaturally frozen, or is just no one moving? It's it's unnaturally. It was like some of them didn't see, don't seem to have noticed, but it's as if someone was being attacked, and then halfway through being attacked, just there was a freeze frame of what happened. So it's like Pompeii, but no one is covered in ash. Exactly. It's like Pompeii. Okay. They've all got like rigor mortis. Some of them have, in fact, fallen onto the ground. It seems like the wind has pushed them over. Okay. Hopper starts petting the dog a little more intensely because that's just how he's going to cope with this very discomforting scene and then say so this isn't how we left the town <laughs> shock is in a daze going to walk up to like one of the figures and see like if he can touch or manipulate it at all when you push it you're able to move them but they stay in place wherever you do misha is going to look uh, also in a horrified daze and then say i believe we should try to see if we can find uh what what's her name sue armstrong sue, sue strong yeah, I want to find the person that identified herself as Sue Strongarm. All right, so you walk back to the bar, past a multitude of things, including a uh, an empty and vacant midnight hot hound stand, and I want all of you to roll perception. I roll an eight because Misha just doesn't notice me. Six, four. Hopper is sad. Uh, Misha, you look down to the ground and you see a line of those spiders, the same ones you saw at Obsidian Bay, walking towards the bar. Follow the spiders. Follow the spiders. Why couldn't it have been butterflies? (laughs) And Ellie, you hear screams from inside the bar. Oh no. Ellie is just gonna say, come on and book it. Shock will run too. Yeah. You book it inside the bar. If the door is shut, I I will kick it in. I will not bother with the handle. You kick in the door to the bar, and you see all the patrons similarly anguished, and the screams seem to be coming from the office. Sue. And you run into the office, and you barge that door open, and you see Sue with what looks like at least a hundred of these spiders 
crawling all around her and underneath her skin. Ugh, gross. And more of them are climbing up her. That The line seems to be going to her as she's just groaning in pain and staring horrified at the space of ground beneath her. And between her groans, you just hear her, um, you just hear her, like, muttering Marv, 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 and then she kind of looks around uh, a little bit, like she'll snap out of it and look around, and, and, and you see her reach for this photo on her desk, and she's holding onto this pin in her right hand that seems to be, it's, it's a pin with that logo you saw in episode one, the one that had like an M on it, and then another smaller M that kind of looked like a mustache. Yes. She's holding onto one of those pins, but the pin part on the back seems to have broken off. And she's just kind of moving back and forth. And she is trying her goddamn hardest to move. But these things seem to be locking her in place. And she's just muttering to herself. Shock has got nothing. She's going after a picture on the desk, you said? Uh, She seems to be looking for one, yes. Copper has no idea what to do about the spiders. So he's going to look. Can can I do like a perception check to scan to see if I can tell which picture she's after? Uh, Yeah, give me a roll. 15. Yeah, on the mantelpiece, you see a handful of pictures, but there's one that seems to be this just the brightest picture you've seen, and that seems to be the one she's going towards. Okay, I'm going to pick it up and gesture to her, like, is this what you want? Uh, she's reaching it towards it, and then she's looking back at the ground. She's like, Mar, Mar. Okay, and then Hop is like, I guess we should do something about the spiders. Um, Can I use a scan to scan the spiders and see if there's any weak thing that, I, like... A thing that we can use to like hit them. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a roll. Sixteen. Those spiders are motherfucking small, man. You could probably block them with like a bucket, and you could probably like squish them, the ones that are coming on. But the ones that are already on Sue are like underneath her skin. Oh, oh gross. You can see these spots of black, but in order to hit the ones that are already on her, mm. you would have to hit her as well. Okay, so she's saying Marv? Yeah, and she seems to be looking at this photo and looking down and trying and like comparing what she sees. And like you see her, she's like, she's like, no, no, not, not again, not again, not again. Is the photo of a person? You take a look at that photo and you see a lot of things in that photo. It's a picture of Sue, much, much younger. She looks, you know, probably late teens, maybe. And the picture you see is of a group of friends in a blooming grassland that are at the bottom of the hill the camera's on. In the front of the photo is Sue, and her arms are, like, around this burly, bearded, dwarf-like man, uh, and their faces are pressed together side by side in a sickening romance. To their left is a spindly man with a wire-thin mustache, and he's leaning on the shoulder of a bright woman sporting a forest green leather vest. This woman, in turn, is leaning uh, with her elbow on a small, floating pail, which struggles a little bit underneath her weight. To Sue's right is an elderly woman sporting a mix between a lab coat and a trench coat, and she has wide eyes staring intensely at the camera with otherworldly curiosity. Contentedly curled behind the group is this giant, vibrantly white Z-Drake. And Z-Drakes are basically these giant dragons, but they're like, uh, they, they've got like feathers and they've got shark fins coming out of their heads. And next to the Z-Drake is a man, and he is wearing large, knightly armor. It looks remarkably similar to that armor that you saw in the Obsidian Bay Mines. She's holding a pin, right? She's holding a pin, yep. It has uh, the pin with the, the two M's on it. I only half remember what she told us about this logo last session. Uh, I'm assuming Shock would know more about this because it hasn't been a month for him. Yeah. It, she said it was from Marvelous Marvin. Uh, it was from Mr. Mako. That was it. Who he she described as a close friend of hers and a really good medic. Okay. Why did she show us that again? I do not remember the conversation. She was showing she was showing that to uh to somebody who had been beaten up in the bar fight. It was basically like, hey, go see this guy. Oh, he's, he's a good medic. Okay, Hop is gonna motion to the picture, which has a lot of people in it, and um be like, are we supposed to find Marv? Which which one is Marv? No, no, not not again, not again, not again, not again, not again. Her her finger slides over, and and you can see her kind of point. To herself, her finger slides over to that man to the right of her. The romantic one? Yeah, yeah, She's like, no, 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 no. Hopper is, he's, he's really freaked out by this. He doesn't know what to do. He's going to kind of push his hat back that way that people do when they're trying to think. Um, and look to the team for, like, I'm lost. This whole time, Shock has just been shaking. Uh, and he just whispers, don't, don't touch the spiders. 
don't touch the spiders. Yeah, Misha is also kind of just standing there, like, not knowing what to do. As you're deciding, you hear, ah! As Sue, like, curls down in pain and, like, stiffs up a little bit more. And it looks like she's maybe got a minute left in her. Is there a way that I can do the thing, like in Google Images, where you put an image into the web the thing and you look for similar images on the on the interwebs, or is that too much of a OP thing? It's a Google, and Google has a reverse image search. If Google can do it, you can do it. Okay, well, I want to do that with the picture so that I can see who this person is and if there's some, any way that I can, like, that we can go find him or see what she wants us to do. Okay, when you see it, you see the words, the heroes of Navarine. And a bunch of names appear, but in no particular order. You see Sue Strongarm. You see Marvy Harvey Strongarm. You see The Professor. You see Aegon Stormbreaker. You see Mauve Rotorark. And you see the artist currently known as Mako. It was Aegon Stormbreaker, correct? Aegon Stormbreaker, and it, that had the word party leader connected to it. I want Bisha to, I guess, scream at Sue and be like, Do, do you want us to look for... The Novarine heroes. Do you want? Do you want a message to be transmitted to them? Uh, yeah. Can you give me a roll to see if you can get to her? Nine. Yeah, she's gonna turn over to you and she's gonna say two words. She's gonna say the Apocrita, help. And with that, she dies. And now it's time for a GM intrusion. Everyone has stood around this area, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. To make sure I understand where everyone is, Hop is right next to Sue, Jacques is in the doorway, Misha is next to Sue, and then, uh... Ellie ended up pretty darn close to Sue. She was kind of planning on, like, stomping on the spiders until Jacques said, don't touch them. Okay. So as you've been doing this, and uh, this is a GM intrusion for Jacques. Jacques, who do you want to give your experience to? I would like to give my experience to Misha in this case for being the only one sensible enough to get information from a data sphere. Ooh, Misha's the only one who can get information from a data sphere. Thank you. That's fair. None of us have that capability. I mean, technically, I also have that power, but Jacques is not in a good state of mind. Jacques, you've been standing against a wall this whole time. And as you have, you haven't noticed it. But one of the spiders, as it leaves, was accidentally blocked by you. In an attempt to get out, climbed up your staff. But you don't notice this until you feel a stinging pain in your hand. No! As it buries underneath your skin. And I need you to roll intellect defense. Shock is going to actually start screaming right now. (laughs) Oh no! I rolled a five. So as this thing hits you, you just fall to the ground in searing pain. And you don't take any damage, but you feel this haze come over your mind. And until this thing is out, every intellect roll for you is going to be one step harder. Uh... But there's a second thing you see. As you hit the ground, the world in front of you phases away. And you see... Sue. Specifically, you see Sue, and she is kneeling above this small dwarf-like man who is bloody and battered and on the ground motionless. Yeah, that's what I figured. His once-vibrant beard seems to be browning and withering like dead grass, and you just hear Sue going, no, no, Marv, no, 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 Marv, no, 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 and kind of climb around his body and, and try to do something. And then the vision goes away, and you're back in the room with everyone else. Well, Jacques is still screaming. Yeah, as soon as Jacques was screaming, Hop dropped the photo he was holding, first of all, because he was startled. And then he's going to run over to Jacques, and the spider is inside Jacques, right? Like, it's under his skin? Correct. So, since Hop can't actually see any spiders on him, he's not taking any precautions, really. He's just, like, I mean, he's not, like, touching Jacques. He's doing that, like, oh my god, is it okay to touch this person type thing. But then, because Jacques is screaming, he's going to try, like, are you, like, on the floor? I assume I fell to the floor with that vision. Okay. But yeah, Shock's gonna hold up the arm where the spider is presumably, like, lumping around. So can I see it under his skin then? Uh, yeah, you can see it bu- bubble in and out. Gross. Alright, um, Hop will say that. He'll say, oh, gross <laughs> out loud. Shock will give you, will give you a camera look. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, quite literally, like, look at... <laughs> okay. All right, Hop's gonna. I'm sorry. Um. Um. Okay. 
question for Kyle. Yeah. Uh, I have a skill in just like random history, but I don't suppose uh, Apocrita is something that Hop would have come across in random nerdy history uh, tomes. You can you can try. It was depends how far back of history does Hop care about. He particularly likes ancient history. Okay, then no, he wouldn't know about it. Then no? Okay. Well, uh, I assume Hop has, like, a water canteen of some kind. Yeah. Can I just... Well, I'm gonna offer it to him first. Be like, will this help you? <laughs> Here's some water. So it's just like, get it out, get it out, get it out! We have to get it out! Okay, okay. Um, And then Hop is gonna look at Misha and Ellie and then scream like, how do you get spiders out of people? <laughs> Ellie... Is gonna like drop to her knees, shove, hop over. <laughs> Sorry if I spilled your water. That's that's canon now. That happened. <laughs> it spilled everywhere. <laughs> Everyone has soggy socks. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but aren't we wearing shoes? It gets through the shoes. It was a pretty big canteen. Okay. All right. She's gonna grab a hat pin out of her hat. I'm so sorry. Oh. And grab his arm. Give me a roll to see if you can see the spider. I'm not going to shove it in if I can't see the spider, though. Okay. Shock is just whimpering right now. Yeah, you think the spider is, like, right at his elbow? Oh. <laughs> not if I can do it. Just nod. He's nodding. He's nodding. He's nodding? I stick, I stick it into his arm. Give me, give me an attack roll. <laughs> Natural twenty. So she does this so great that you can hear this thing squirm in pain as she digs it into your arm, and you can feel it crunch and squeeze. And the spider is dead. Unfortunately, its inside fluids are not. Oh my god. Oh no! And they spread around, and it's dropped. You can feel as this infection spreads across I your bloodstream. I was trying to, like, yank it out of his arm. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's no, like it's you stick the hat in late. and, like, dig it's it happened. out like a splinter. It's happened. No, it's like a splinter, Tom! No, it's... Ellie's having a good day. It's too late. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Maybe we should find a doctor. And with that, can everyone roll perception? <laughs> <laughs> I'm screwing up everything, guys. Five. Fifteen. Five. Nine. Is he at least not in pain anymore? Uh, I mean, you stuck a needle into his <laughs> arm, so he's in a little bit of pain. But, like, the other pain. The other pain. No, the other pain is gone. Now it's just needle pain. Uh, so that's that's a bonus. I'm gonna, so, like, in your, uh, pat it. In your anguish, you see a, uh, a box. <laughs> in your anguish, Jacques, you see a box on the ground with kind of, like, tissue paper in it that's been opened up, and you see a letter on it. A letter kind of opened up. Shock will slowly reach out for that letter, take it out, and, and open it. Okay, and you see this letter, and it is uh, it is written in small caps. So you know when you do, like, it's all caps, but, like, the capital letters are drawn bigger than the rest of them? You know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure. Capital letters are bigger than small It's letters. It's essentially written in all caps, but you denote uppercase and lowercase by oh. making the uppercase letter also capital, but, like, bigger font. Okay, I know, I understand what you mean. Alright, and the letter reads as follows. Sue! Wonderful to catch up with you again. It's been too long. I'm glad to hear your town is going strong. Not enough people appreciate the delicacy of blood barms. Now, before you hear the rumors and get impassioned, I did take a job with Queen Armalo and Charmande. But... But I think I'm on to something both you and the professor will want to know about. The wife and I also work together to give you this pin. If you ever need to reach out to us for any reason, do not hesitate to use it. Much love, pal. Mako. P.S. If you have any battered or bruised residents, keep sending them my way. I get stir-crazy without new projects. Wow, I, I read that in such, such an interesting uh, imagination of his voice. Truly really incredible. It's like I could visualize him here saying those words. <laughs> I'm the voice letter. In Numenera, we attach audio to our letters. <laughs> Isn't that a crazy technology? Is it a thing now? Do we know what's in the letter? Is it just shock? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shock will, shock will, like, tell everybody. 
like show Valither to everyone okay. as he's like tries to stop hyperventilating. Look, everybody, Shock's got a howler. <laughs> uh, Hop's gonna take a big gulp and then go over to Sue's corpse and try to find the pin that she was holding. All right, you got the pin. Cool. Um, and it's broken, right? Like the part that would connect to your shirt is. Yeah, it looks like if you look on the back, there's uh in the center, there's like where a little cylinder rod pin thing would be. Right. And that's broken off. Okay. Is there a way, could I roll like some kind of knowledge check or perception check to be like, yes, this is how pins are used to contact people. Yes. Give me a roll. Uh, ten. Um, why the fuck would someone contact someone with a pin? I don't there's know. There's so many, there are so many better methods. Why the fuck would somebody do that? That's stupid. Hallie, I don't think it, I don't think it's tech. I think it's just a pin. Hop is saying something to this effect out loud. That's stupid, Mr. Mako. That's stupid. They said use the pin to contact me in the letter. I think we just need to show it once we arrive in Charmande. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. All right, let's go there then. To, to be fair, I also thought it was like a magical tech fan. Yeah, this is Numenera. We just made a joke about voice reading letters, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we going to Charmande? Yes, please. Uh, I mean, Shock will, Shock will say, I suppose I don't have any other choice but to go see see this, this doctor. I don't know of any other specialists who understand things, and maybe he has encountered these spiders before. All right, and then Hop is going to say, all right, let's take Shock to insert location that was just said that I can't remember. But Shock is actually going to look surprised when, when, when Hopper says that and says, you're going to come with me? Uh, Hopper then realizes that he kind of spoke for everyone there and then says, well, I am. Misha has been motionless through all of this, kind of shocked at everything that's happening. But then finally, they are going to approach Shock and be like, why? Of course, of course I am coming. I have designed you as one of my friend companions and I have to keep monitoring your vital symptoms to make sure that they don't waver along the way. Yeah, and then Hop does like a point at Misha, like the way that people do, like, yep, that. Like in a chat, if you were to put like a carrot over someone, something someone said, like, yep. Ellie's going to scratch her hat, not her head, but her hat sheepishly. I I didn't stick a pin in you just to leave you now. Like, it was pretty gross. Shock is speechless. She kind of shrugs. Come on. Yeah, Shock will let himself be led out of the room uh, to wherever the party goes from here. All right, let's all go to Charmande. Let's all go to Charmande. Let's all go to Charmande to cure Shock's poisonous wound. <laughs> I'm going to get some water one second. Sure. That was really nice. So can I, like, carry him on my back? You absolutely can. Can I carry you on my back? I, I Shock's not going to fight that. He doesn't have the strength to fight back even if he wanted to. Okay, you're in my backpack now. Charmande is the capital of Navarine, which is the country you're in. It's about a day or two's walk from from where you are. It's it's not the the city uh, isn't that far. Uh, it's right on the uh, Jerobost River. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to assume, unless you tell me otherwise, that that's how you got there. You essentially walked to the river and then followed it west to the capital city. Yeah, whatever would be quickest and easiest. Oh, one thing I forgot to tell you: uh, while you were there, you found five pouches of gold with 16 shins in each of them. Woo! Hmm. So we each get one of those and then- That would have been our pay, that's what you're saying. Uh... Yeah, so uh, one, there were four for you and then one for uh, Bill Turing. So if you split it evenly, you all got 20 shins. That's the money. Shins are money. That's what they are. Oh wait, on the walk to um to the place, can, can I talk to Misha about her kazoo? Yeah. His, there. their kazoo? Their kazoo. Their kazoo? 
they're kazoo. All right, so like I, we're walking, Ellie's got Jacques on her back. I'm just gonna sidle up to Misha and be like, hey, so you mentioned back in Obsidian Bay that you've got um a, a kazoo, was it? Uh, Are we calling did, it a kazoo? Did I call it a kazoo? I think you did. I think you called it a kazoo, but I can't remember. I can pull up the episode if you <laughs> no, want. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, maybe I did. I don't know. No, that's fine. I'm just gonna motion then. The, um, the, um, the really expensive thing you bought. Misha's going to kind of look a little bit... They were, um, they was uh, deep in thought due to all of the things that happened. So they are going to be legit surprised at referencing something like that. Uh, and they're going to look at Hopper and be like, Oh, yes, I, I suppose I did, didn't I? Why, why, why are you asking about it? Can I see it? Oh, um, I do need to um, warn you that the, the vendor that gave it to me has told me that it is... Quite a unique musical instrument that is known to soothe any of the ailments of the deceased. It soothes negative emotions in, in humans. It seems to be quite magical. So it seems to be quite delicate. And despite me trusting you, I do not uh, feel comfortable just handing it out to you. But you can certainly see it and I can certainly play some melodies. I haven't had really the chance to test it out on an audience that weren't my vendors who seem to be so enthralled by the music that they ran away really, uh, really fast as I started playing it. I believe it was because it was such a beautiful melody. Yeah. I suppose this might soothe Sock's ailments as we get to the town. <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't play it. I wouldn't play it for Jacques. Why not? Anything is worth a try. I have seen Stranger Things. Excellent. Hang on, because I actually do not... Give me, like, one second... Also, for the sake of setting the scene, can we say that this is happening that night as we camp? Yeah. So you're not on Ellie's back? Uh, yes, and also because I have a bit of roleplay I wanted to use to fill in, like, the, the travel time. Okay. You're actually referencing a thing that I actually bought for this uh, roleplay. Yes. So are we, like, sitting in a circle? Like, is this conversation a thing that everybody's hearing? I figured this would be around a campfire uh, at night. Yeah, circle around a campfire. Okay, so, okay, so we're just gonna take out their and be, like, just as a warning, I have heard that this instrument is quite... It, it, la- it, it exerts quite an impression on humans. I honestly cannot tell the effects of this, since I am not a human myself. But I do believe that this might help Zog, who is partially human. Then play it. Do it. Right. <laughs> I can't do it. This is a Titanic song. Keep going. Keep going. Right now, we're just gonna keep playing the the, the song unless Misha stop. <laughs> he will let Misha keep playing. Okay, he's not gonna be an asshole about it. Shuckle watching rapt attention. No one has ever played him a song before. <laughs> so after the song is done, Misha is going to look at Sog and be like, "So how how are you feeling now?" Uh, he's going to try to far step to the other side of the campfire, and it'll splutter. Because of the one-step uh, increased difficulty. Oh, sad. And I'll say, well, my head's still foggy, so I'm not certain that it's had any effect on the spider. But it was a very wonderful song, and I'm very glad that you played it for me. Misha is going to smile and be like, well, I do believe this instrument does work after all. Seeing how happy Misha is right now, Hop is just going to say, um, since you're so good at finding things, let me know next time you're at a vendor. Oh, certainly. I, I, this is, this is the first item that I have ever had the opportunity to purchase. And I am quite lucky about it since it seemed to be quite unique in its, um, availability. I got the impression it was a first purchase, but you know, if you ever find yourself another vendor, come, come get me. I'll, I'll come with you. Oh, I, I certainly will. By the way, how, how are you two feeling after this melody that I've heard has such an impact on human beings? <laughs> Perhaps it didn't have as much on Sock because he's part machine as I am. Hop is going to say, 
I feel nice. And then look at Ellie, like, play along. You know, it, it could use a little practice. I bet Hop would love if you played it for him sometimes. Oh, well, uh, Misha was like, well, certainly, if seeing how it has such an effect on everybody, I was thinking of perhaps playing soothing melodies before bedtime in order to give us strength for the next day. Oh, I'm old and deaf. I don't think you should play it for me. <laughs> don't don't waste its power on an old lady. I'm gonna die soon anyway. Perhaps it will it will slow down that process. I don't I really don't know how many qualities this has. <laughs> I couldn't have find a lot in the databases when I looked at it. It seemed quite unique. <clears throat> Imagine that. You shouldn't say such things about yourself, Ellie. You're not you're not going to die soon. Oh, yo. <clears throat> and then uh, shock. Thank, thank you. Shock is going to actually say, well, I suppose I should get some sleep. And he's going to go a short distance from the fire, like, sort of away from everybody else a little bit. And he's going to find, like, a suitable rock, or if there's, like, a piece of scrap metal on the ground nearby, and, like, set up on that. And then, like, pat down a surface that's mostly flat, and then just curl up in a ball, like, within his robe on top of that, and immediately start sleeping. Which is also part of an ability of mine that we'll keep in mind for the future called Austere, wherein, because I can be satisfied with such simple uh, beds and food, I give a sense of comfort to my companions, and everyone except me gets plus one on recovery rolls for take an hour or longer. Oh, nice. Ooh. Aww. Can I note that when Ellie was like, oh, I'm sure Hop would like to hear more music. Well, I'm an old lady, I'm gonna die soon. He was just glaring at her the whole time. He is very upset with Ellie right now. There was also a, like, a zoom in on his face, like a camera zoom in. He was doing another camera look. Ellie smirks and goes to offer him the rat as a pillow. Offer Hop the rat? Yes. Hopper will hold out a hand and be like, no, no, you keep your rat. I have a sleeping bag. <laughs> Suit yourself. It's fine. And then um, going to be like, well, since Shock is, you know, trying to sleep now, maybe we should wait to play more music until tomorrow. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> all right. We all going to sleep? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'll just say for the remainder of the journey, however many days it takes, Shock will attempt to rise as early as he possibly can, like before the sun even comes up sometimes, and will attempt to like take a bath in the river, even though he doesn't like have soap or any other materials to actually clean himself with. Uh, and so he can be awake and waiting for everyone when they wake up to greet them. Give me a roll about your, your baths. A what? What? Give me, give me a bathing roll. <laughs> a bathing roll? Yeah, give me a roll. <laughs> it's like a roll, but for bathing. I hope no one's a light sleeper. <laughs> a 16. <laughs> yeah, no, you feel like you're doing pretty well. Like, like, you feel clean, and everyone else is like, they're like, y you look nice. Like, they aren't, you clean yourself well enough that people don't remark on your deathly appearance as much. All right, well. I don't think um, Hop would notice anyway. That's a thing. What were you saying, Misha? Well, so, um, since Misha doesn't really need sleep, like, Misha, there's other ways for recharging and stuff. Yeah. Then Misha will, like, they will rest, but they will also try to keep an eye on Sock throughout the, like, sporadically throughout the night in case something bad happens or the condition worsens or stops so that they can be ready to help. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I want to let you know, Misha, that you got a new ability. Oh, I do. What is it? It is called Prevailing Hearts. Okay. Once, as, an, as a free action, you can heal Jacques what? for four points. You can play your kazoo to heal Jacques for four points of intellect, but at the cost of pulling two points of intellect from Ellie and Hop. So that's a new ability of yours. <laughs> Practice your kazoo some more and you might be able to increase the effect. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Oh god. Yeah, each additional song I will give you a new ability to help Jacques and hurt your allies. And it's every day? Oh. Like, I can only do it once per day? Oh, it's every- it's- it's whenever you want. It's an action. Oh my god. Ellie, what have we done? So you can, like, in the middle of combat, 
Or like, for example, when the spiders were chasing you. I can do it in the middle of combat? Yeah, if Jock didn't have enough, you can just pull out your kazoo and start playing it. It's a, You're what? essentially, no. you are now a kazoo bard <laughs> that also has some necromancy powers because you are pulling from other people that's in order to do this. Amazing. But no, Misha is now a kazoo bard wizard. That's, that's perfect. I love this. The best part is it isn't even magical. It's just invigorating <laughs> shock and annoying... Uh... Hopper and Ellie. Yes. <laughs> Hence why intellect. All right, so you uh, you continue towards uh, Obsidian Bay. Uh, not Obsidian Bay. You continue towards Charmande. Uh, you're traveling via the Jerobost River. Mm-hmm. And it takes, uh, I, I know I said it took only a day. I'm going to say it takes a couple of days. Seems reasonable. As you get closer, you notice yourself walking towards this plateau, huh. uh, which you would recognize as Charmande. Uh, once you get up to the plateau, you realize that the water is continuing, even though it's a very steep cliffside, the water is continuing to move up the cliff towards the city. You know the entrance is to the south, so when you turn over to the south of Charmande, you see this large, steep, like, golden staircase that goes up about 300 feet to the top of the uh, plateau. Uh, and as you climb it, you see on each side is a giant statue. The one on the left is of a young woman who's holding an outstretched hand full of beans. And the one on the right is a young man playing a lute and bearing a cocky smile. And he has this small, squirrel-like animal hanging out on his shoulder. It's like a squirrel rat. Think of a combination between those two is kind of what it looks like. A scrap. Scrap. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Is that name a all along? Is that what? What? The Ice Age squirrel rat. Oh my god! The Ice Age. It, I didn't think of that when I. Along? I was just combining the words squirrel and rat, oh and god. I'm realizing that's probably how they Don't named it. Named who? What? Scrap. Oh. Oh, I had totally forgot. The squirrel rat from Ice Age. It's a fun all along. So so he has Scrat from Ice Age on his shoulder, I guess. It's (laughs) it's holding an acorn. It's happy. And he's playing a loop. Okay. All right. So, uh, (laughs) I'm going to fucking die. All right. so, so So you climb the ladder. All right, so you climb to the top of this plateau, and when you get to the top, you notice that the plateau, despite being 300 feet high, kind of has this basin inside of it that goes down 200 feet. So the majority of the town is only like 100 feet above sea level, and in front of you, a large ornate bridge extends down into the town, which is comprised primarily of multiple adorable buildings made of whitewashed stone and separated by streets of clear water. So kind of like, uh... Like Venice. Yeah. Yeah, like Venice. It's Venice in a giant bowl. There's artistry everywhere. Statues and colored domes litter your view. And in the distance, you see a giant hill with a beautiful whitewashed stone palace on top of it. And to the left and to your right are two giant statues that are wearing ornate regal dress. So you walk forward towards this bridge and you see this man who's sporting a large harness and a badge and he has two small capsules on his shoulder. But more than any clothes, he is sporting a mustache just large and thick enough to hide his grimacing face. And he turns over to you and says, All right, come on over. Shock is just looking around like, Wait, what? What's happening here? Pop shoots a questioning glance at the, what, who I assume is like a border security type. Come on, come on, show me your badge. Show me, show me your, show me your stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. And then he takes off his backpack compliantly. He pulls through and he starts looking through uh, Hop's bag and he says, And what brings you to Charmande? All right, Hop takes a second to consider whether if he says, We're looking for a doctor for my friend, they're going to be like, We don't want your infectious diseases in this town. So he's just going to say, We're looking for doctor name. Dr. Mako? Dr. Mako. Mr. Mako. Thank you. Dr. Mako. Mr. Mako. We're looking for Mr. Mako. So you're looking for trouble? No, I'm looking for Mr. Mako. <sighs> Is, is the name of Mr. Miko also trouble? I don't think it's that was his name. I, I don't know why this guard is so confused. Hopper clearly explained who we're looking for. Tourists, I'm assuming? Oh, no. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. If you're coming to look for Mr. Mako, I can promise you, you'll only get trouble. He motions over to Misha and, and to, to request uh, their, their stuff to look through. Oh, please do be careful. I have certain items here of high value. Like a knife? Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I think I'm gonna hold on to this. And he takes the knife and he pockets it into his back pocket. Oh, 
certainly, if if that is the safest situation, uh, as soon as I have it back when we get out. Yeah, do we get that back? Why would you care so much about a knife? Well, you see, this is a certain valuable piece that I have been carrying for a long time. I, I, I suppose you humans call it value with sentiment. Sentimental with a knife. Uh, I think I'm hearing enough. Are we breaking any laws, sir? Well, technically not, I suppose. Fine, take your damn knife. Oh, kind regards. But I am going to have to take a look at that hazard, ma'am. <laughs> and he points towards Ellie's hat. <laughs> <clears throat> so sentimental value. Right. No, I'm going to need to take a look at that hat. <laughs> I'll help you. I'd like to start pulling things off of my hat. I'll start with the rat and plop it into his hand. Give me... I'm assuming you're trying to get him not to want to look at the rest of it. I mean, if he looks, he looks, but I want to gross him out. Right, give me a gross out roll. <laughs> it's a dead rat. I don't know how high I'm going to have to roll for this. Aw, oh, darn it. Yeah, he looks at it, shrugs. Circle of life, I guess. <laughs> Keep going. Do you want me to just go through pulling out all of these things? Yeah, so Ollie keeps on pulling things out of her hat. Yeah. I'll start with the bird wing. <laughs> it's got a couple, like, little dried up sinews on part of it. Okay, we're going to just flash forward until you get the contents of the hat out. Are you going to give uh, every put everything in the hat in his arms? Not the things that he can't see. Um, give me a sleight of hand. Or a sleight like of... Hey, sorry. Give me a sleight of hat roll. Uh, hey. Yeah, no, you have to give him everything. That was a one. But I have puppets. In fact, after a while, he gets sick of it and says, Ma'am, just give me the damn hat. I have hat hair. Give me the damn hat or you're not getting into town. Then everyone else goes. I'm not taking off my hat. Nobody enters. Yeah. Ma'am, I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this hat. Either you give me the hat or nobody comes into town. Okay, what if I sit down and let you look at the hat? Ma'am, give me the damn hat. Uh, can Hopper intervene? Yeah. Okay, uh, Hopper wants to ask, why are there such stringent border security checks for Chardonnay? <laughs> Shan, what? <laughs> We're not a wine, sir. We're a city. Chardonnay. We do because right. stupid-ass tourists like you and your good friend Dr. Mako always seem to be causing the trouble of things. Now, are you going to make my day harder and your day harder, or are you going to let me look at the damn hat? Well, it's just that it's a hat, so it feels a little unnecessary to be looking at it. I wonder if it might be more helpful to inform us what objects are not allowed within the city limits, since we are only travelers who are coming to the city for the first time. Hop and drop, give me persuasion rolls. Mine will be one step harder, right. uh, because I have an inability with interacting with any humanoids. Um, I have trained in pleasant social interactions. Does that help me this at all? This is not, not persuasion. I mean, hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay. That's a wording thing, because that's that's how they phrase persuasion in the Numenera core rulebook, as pleasant social interaction. I'm trying to be polite. I'm just saying, sir, is this really necessary? If you fail, I'm going to be And then just change that into your rulebook as persuasion. Okay. Uh, I rolled a six. I rolled a four. Incidentally, does the, does the penalty to intellect rolls count to this persuasion check as well? I'm going to say yes. All right, so that's two steps harder, and I rolled a four. Really? <laughs> All right. So, that's, so we, we fail. Yeah, he turns over the shock and says, I don't gotta explain a goddamn thing. But I suppose if you give me some sort of reason to believe that, make me believe that I can trust you folks, I don't want to look at this hat. I'll be honest. I just want to go fucking home. It's the end of my hour. Please, sir, give me a reason to let you pass. What is he asking for? Can we show him the pin? Would that work? No, he doesn't like Mr. Mako. Uh, out of character, he is almost certainly asking us for a bribe. Oh. In character, Shock doesn't know about bribes. All right. Um, <laughs> Hopper opposes bribes by the very nature of oh, no. bribes. <laughs> the one person who could have got given the bribe. Oh. What? <laughs> I mean, Ellie could give the bribe too, I suppose. Ellie will bribe him. Yeah, I mean, Hopper's not going to fight against it. It's just that he he's got to think about whether this is worth it. Can, can Hopper ask what kind of trouble has been happening in town? Can I 
backtrack a little yeah. bit. So how about to say, well, that depends. I mean, what kind of trouble are you trying to avoid? Same trouble we always try to avoid, sir. Traitors and thieves. And murderers, too, I suppose. And, and shady businessmen. Just any kind of crime, really. Well, then you're in luck, sir, because luckily none of us are either of those things. So you don't have to worry about us committing any of those felonies. Right. Ellie's really quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> she has committed all of those crimes. Hopper's gonna note, he feels like Ellie would have done that. I think Hopper is aware enough to be like, Ellie might be in trouble here. So he's just gonna say, what do people normally do to get into Chardonnay? Chamber Chamberlain. Ch- chamomile. <laughs> he takes a look at you for a long time and says, fuck it. And he just waves his arm to the side and drops all of Ellie's things that he's had in his hands. And he points to his left and says, just take the damn tour. Yes. <laughs> Fucking tourist wasting my goddamn time. We got through <laughs> sheer irritation. <laughs> Ellie's gonna give him a vicious but victorious look and slowly start placing everything very carefully back in her hat. All right, so you have... <laughs> You have, I guess, beaten security, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> uh, anyways, as he walks away in a huff, and trust me, he will remember this. Mm-hmm. And you look and you see this group of people clustered uh, around where the river, they're right by what looks like a tour boat that's tethered right where the river meets the plateau. Okay, um, would he notice if we just like did not go there, if we just went into the town? Yeah, he would notice. He would notice. No, and... sorry, he wouldn't. He wouldn't notice. Oh, okay, because like I, we gotta get Jacques to Doctor Mako. I mean, the tour might know where we're going, but and eh, we'll figure it out. Well, Hopper is gonna say like we we gotta find Doctor Mako, and if anyone was like, no, I want to take the tour, he'd be like, okay, but he's gonna suggest just going straight to Doctor Mako. Uh, where are we going to find Doctor Mako? Uh, all you know is that he works for the Queen. <laughs> all right, Hopper sighs. And then heads towards the tour <laughs> so that he can learn where things are. We've railroaded ourselves. <laughs> we really have. Can I just ask the tour guide for directions? Okay, so as you turn over, you see this uh, tall woman, probably in her like 40s or something. So you see this woman, she's wearing the official Charmande, like kind of like uniform. It looks like she's an official employee. And as you walk over, she's like, oh, and they're the, la- they're the people to fill the last four slots of our tour. We can finally go on it. Oh, no. Hello, thank you so much for coming to the official Charmande tour. Please join us as we, uh, as we show you all around the town. Actually, we were just wondering if we could get directions to a specific place. As you say that, you hear all the people around you groan <laughs> in, like, anguish. And you hear some guy say, I've been waiting here a month! A month? Are you sure you don't want to go on a tour? We wait until every person is available to go, and I can give you all the information you need. Would we be able, if we desire, to leave the tour at a specific location? Say, if it stops by a hospital uh, or by a certain... Lo- well, if, if it stops by a certain location that we want to visit, can we abandon the tour afterwards? Well, I don't see why you would abandon the tour. After all, if you leave, we can't have the tour unless all seats are filled. So if anyone leaves, we'll have to wait for them to come back. Hmm, that seems... That seems circumspect. Actually, one guy turns over to you, and he's, like, wearing these giant glasses, and he's like, please, for the love of God, go on the damn boat. They won't let people take the tours until every spot is filled. I've been here for a week. I need to see my mother. Please help me. Uh... (laughs) There are a lot of logistics questions that Hopper has. He's going to refrain. Unidentified humans. I have a proposition to make you. If anybody could tell you, just please, please do listen to me out. If anybody could tell us the directions we are looking for, we can promise you that we will join this tour after we go to our desired location. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> I am no good at persuading people. I, I got a six. I got a six. 
so you got a six. They turn over to you, and you can feel the imaginary torches and pitchforks just, like, illuminate <laughs> in their minds. Wouldn't it make more sense, Shock says, for everyone to leave the tour and just go go home instead of taking the tour? Oh, God, I feel like this is going to go worse. What?! You just hear this rabble as these people are ready to just kind of like, you think they might jump you out of fury. And this woman says, now, now, everyone calm down, please. These people have been, some have come from across the entirety of the ninth world to see our beautiful city of Charmande. The tour is only 20 minutes and you'll be able to see everything you need. Hmm. After all, these seats are just for you. Just for us. Mm, that's the part mm. that's getting hop like no. Based on the global projections I've seen, that seems highly unlikely. In any case, why are people so interested in this particular city and this particular tour? For you to wait that long amount of time, my data suggests that humans are not patient enough to do this. The woman goes to speak and she says something, she's about to say something, and you hear a guy go, Because it's a freaking maze! A maze? Our city is ornately crafted. While other cities go with normal streets and alleyways, we like to treat Charmande as if it's a work of art. We don't worry about street signs and directional methods because we want your Charmande experience to be your own experience. If, if that is the case, can our own experience begin reaching the direction that we're looking for? Shock will go and sit down in one of the seats on the boat. Alright, Hopper, upon hearing that bullshit city experience stuff, he's very upset by the lack of, like, street names and directions. If only Hopper Scotch had been the city planner for Charmande. Yes! That's what he's thinking, though! So he's gonna mutter to himself and get out, like, a pen and paper and then sit on the boat next to Jacques. And during this tour, I don't know if it's possible, if we end up going on the tour, if I could roll, like, an effort to pay attention or something <laughs> so that I can draw a map myself. Okay. She would say, please, just 20 minutes, and you will be able to get wherever you need. Is this a promise? This tour was handcrafted by... <laughs> Well, I don't mean to brag, but the queen herself has given it the highest approval. And you can see, like, her eyes glimmer with, like, approval and gladness. And she's like, so I would say that it's a pretty good tour. Is it a promise that you will take us wherever we want if we take this tour? I promise that you will be able to get wherever you want. Just show us Chardonnay. Get it over with. <laughs> Misha, Misha will then walk and sit next to Sock and, see, like, and say, like, well... It has been promised, so I believe we will get to find your doctor soon. Uh, at the top of Hop's list, by the way, he's going to write the town of Charmander because <laughs> he can't remember this town name. <laughs> uh, so essentially, you're on the river, and you're going to take it uh, a slow decline down into the town, and you're going to go on this boat, and essentially you're going to be weaving between these buildings. The town is a mixture between these walkways, which are primarily bridges, so these land bridge walkways, and small little plazas that are also connected by this very clear water. Welcome to Charmande, the capital city of the great country of Navarine, home to a proud 94,999 citizens and one perfect human. We have harnessed the power of the Jerobost River to create a center of culture and a bastion of progress, led by the visionary Queen Armalu. She points to one of those statues, uh, one of the two big statues you saw when you came in, uh, not the one with Scrat from Ice Age, the two that were in these regal robes at the top of the plateau. And she says, our city is protected by these four towers of our great former leaders. Each of them, when activated together, create a protective barrier that prevents any threat from getting in or any thief from getting out. Mm. Is um, question, uh, can the tour be interrupted, like, can Misha interrupt? You can interrupt as much as, you can be as much of an asshole as you want. Shock has also had, like, his hand raised for a while now, until he's called upon. <laughs> uh, she doesn't notice, but if you interrupt her, she will. Uh, so Misha actually interrupts, and he's like, oh, uh, excuse me, I do not mean to be rude to your wonderful tour, but I was wondering, what is it that you meant by a perfect human, and why would you have one? Well, of course. Our Queen Armalu, who has lived so much longer than most other humans would, leads the city of Charmande 
with wondrous grace and great power. And she has made the country of Navarine the richest country in all of the Ninth World through her great grand wisdom. Oh, I see. Interesting. As you're going through, uh, you start to see some men and women and non-binary folks swinging around in that, uh, you, you know that vest that you saw that the man was wearing with the two capsules when you came in? You see individuals wearing those harnesses, shooting grappling hooks out of their arms and kind of swinging through the arches above you like Spider-Man. Amazing. Huh. As you can see, our city is protected by the elite police force known as the Gendarme, which use their special and grappling systems that allow swift transportation anywhere horizontally or vertically in Charmande. We thank them and our great queen Aramalu for the protection that we have in our city and the freedom to express ourselves. Uh, speaking of the queen, the most wondrous sight in all of Charmande can be found to our left. And she points and you see this giant hill. That, it's essentially this giant hill that's a couple of hundred feet tall and it looms over the rest of the city. But unlike most hills, it looks like a hill that's been cleaved perfectly in half. So it's just like you took a hill and then you just cut it in half. So you're like looking on, on the inside of it. Inside of it are these open air passageways that cross the length of the hill as citizens scurry back and forth through these open air passageways like ants on an anthill. Could everyone roll a perception check? Sure. 14. 14 as well. 12. Uh, 9. All right, so everyone except for Hop. <laughs> um, Who is taking notes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, Hallie, can you give me a, a map, uh, uh, something for mapping the city? Oh, yeah. Uh, 13. Yeah, you're doing a great job mapping the city, and you're so focused on that that you don't really pay much attention to the hill. Besides, oh, right, giant hill on north. Got it. Got it. Um, so as everyone looks at it, you can kind of see that these tunnels actually, they form what look like a bunch of images or patterns, kind of like crop circles or constellations. And that combined with the fact that it's perfectly cleaved in half, make it seem almost like kind of otherworldly in its creation. The tour guide points and says, that is the pathway to the empty, that is the pathway to Queen Armalu's palace. It is a city in and of itself, where Queen Armalu's loyal citizens create their own culture to create anything that she might need. And the queen, in her great generosity, graciously accepts gifts from citizens of all walks of life. If you ever need something that you feel needs to be given up for the greater good, she will hear you. As that happens, you're going to turn over and the boat is going to stop at, at this like circular plaza, which is full of these giant gaudy billet buildings, super elegant, showcasing like gaudy dresses and just like unnecessary accessories made out of like platinum. And one of them is in fact uh, a wine store called Chardonnay. <clears throat> All right, well, that is the tour of our great city. Please stop at our shopping district if there is anything that you need. Thank you so much. Ellie's been muttering to herself about the fact that apparently old people get gifts here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Misha's going to approach the tour person and be like, oh, do excuse me, but now that we have performed the tour, can you give us the information that we requested, as you promised? Are you s suggesting I did not give you everything you need? Again, this tour was approved by Queen Armalu herself. Oh no, uh, I suppose we needed the other things as well, but we had a very specific question for a very specific individual. Um, she shuts the gate so nobody can leave. <laughs> uh, and you hear them groan again, and she goes, I suppose, what is it that you need? Okay, question, because I kind of missed it. Do we have like a specific address, or are we just asking for Dr. Mako to like, Everybody. Uh, you are looking for Dr. Mako. The only thing you know about him is that A, he is a doctor, and B, that he has been working directly for Queen Armalu. Okay, then I want to be like, yeah, well, we want to know the whereabouts of the human identified as Dr. Mako, who appears to be in close proximity to the identified regent of this town, Queen Armalu. Oh, oh, I'm... <sighs> I didn't want to mention this in our tour, but I, I, I guess you've all heard of the, uh, the fate of, uh, of Mr. Mako, haven't you? The traitor known as Mr. Mako has been taken away from the rest of the society. And don't worry, you will never, ever 
have to worry about seeing him again. Well, we finally got this episode in and out and done. Uh, sorry for this one being a week late. There's a lot of really big plot stuff going on and I want to make sure we got it just right. I realized I haven't introduced myself. Hi, I'm Kyle. I'm the GM and host of that podcast that you just listened to. As usual, the intro and outro songs were Friends and Hitoshio by Miracle of Sound, and all other songs and sound effects that I use can be found in the description below. So, I got another call to action to you this week, and it's the same one as a couple of weeks ago. Tell your friends about Quest Friends. This episode is the beginning of our second chapter, which is called The Clockwork City, which means we have a full and complete chapter chapter you can share with friends to kind of show them what the show is like and if you think they aren't gonna like those older episodes because my audio is weird because i couldn't figure out the correct direction to face my microphone well then get them started on this one just tell them that hey it's a group of friends and there's a giant evil oil guy and that's basically all they need to know to kind of be caught up by this point if you want to give us a follow you can follow us at quest underscore friends on twitter.com be sure to subscribe for more updates and since we were a week behind i'm hoping on getting the next episode out in a week on december 4th that one should be a shorter one we're kind of having you know our, our shopping uh episode which we should have about one of each arc but there's still a lot of a lot of things happen in that episode none of them are good thanks so much for listening to all this and i will see you in a week on monday december 4th <laughs>